Hi, I'm Mark Barbernan. On February 8, 2008, I accepted Mariah's Challenge. And here's what Mariah's Challenge means to me. It means not just saying no to drinking and driving, but for me personally, it meant saying no to alcohol altogether. I wanted to set a better example for my kids and my grandkids to show them that adults could have fun too without alcohol being involved. But it also means having the courage to look myself in the mirror and make a change. It means being the best person I can possibly be for myself and my family. It means growing old and helping others do the same. I'm Mark Parvernan, and I accept Mariah's challenge. I hope you can join me and show that you too are butte tough. Thank you. Today's podcast is brought to you by Casa Grandis Steakhouse. From day one, Casa Grandis has been a proud sponsor of the Buttecast. It has also long been the place to go for fine dining in the mining city. At Casa Grandis, they welcome you not as a customer, but as a part of their extended family. Oh, and the food is to die for. From mouthwatering steaks to fresh sushi, the family-owned restaurant is sure to leave you satisfied. Stop in tonight for dinner or quench your thirst at Guido's Bar. Also, don't forget Casa Grande's wide range of personalized catering options for any sized occasion. Weddings, parties, receptions, holiday get-togethers, and more. Casa Grande's has been catering the Butte Sports Hall of Fame banquets, and the meal is always a highlight of the special night. Casa Grande's Steakhouse. Eat where the locals eat. Now, let's get the show started. Welcome to the Butte Cast with Bill Foley. It's a podcast about the greatest city in the world, you America. Amen. Let's meet the people and characters who make Butte the richest hill on earth. Woo-hoo! Now, here's my dad, Bill Foley. I knew the name Jason Street long before I was lucky enough to know the person, Jason Street. I figured he would be a really good wrestler when we were growing up because of his last name alone. He is, after all, the son of Coach Jim Street, who was already a Bulldog wrestling coach legend by the time we reached our junior high school years. Jason is also the younger brother of the late Randy Street, a three-time state champion who just might be the greatest wrestler Butte High ever produced. Jason, though, wasn't just a great wrestler. He was a great football player and a great track athlete. He was also a very good basketball player, and he probably could have played basketball while also competing in wrestling had his dad slash coach told him that basketball coach Pat Foley had inquired about him playing both. Whatever Jason did in athletics, he was just great at it. He earned 11 varsity letters at Butte High, four each in wrestling and track, and three in football. He was a key member of Butte High's 1991 Class AA State Championship football team, and he won three state wrestling titles, just like Randy. Jason shared the prestigious Harry Sweet Dahlberg Outstanding Boy Athlete Award with the great Josh Paffhausen in 1993. Believe it or not, I think Jason is the first of my classmates from Butte High's class of 1993 to make an appearance on the podcast. I don't know what took so long. Yesterday, I met with Jason for lunch and a fun conversation at the Coach's Corner at the Metal Sports Bar and Grill. We both decided to go with the healthy option, by the way. We had the steak fingers, and they were so good. I highly recommend them, by the way. Listen into this podcast as Jason talks about growing up in the street household. Listen as he talks about his great days competing for the Bulldogs and his college wrestling career. Listen to see that it probably won't take much of a push to get Jason to jump into the political ring. This one was a lot of fun, like so many of the podcasts we've had. 
If you like listening to these podcasts, make sure to tell the sponsors thank you. They are the ones who are making these all possible. Tell them you heard them on the ButteCast. Now, let's catch up with one of the best athletes to ever come out of Butte High and one all-around great human being, my friend and classmate, Jason Street. Class of 93 finally represented on the ButteCast here. I guess it is kind of every ButteCast because I was a Class of 93, but you're the first guest from the great Class of 93. Well, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. Were you... You were one of the toughest guys in the class. We didn't really have a pecking order like he's the toughest guy in school and stuff, but you had to be in the running just with your wrestling skills. You know, it, it's kind of funny. I kind of tell a lot of people, um, I didn't get in fights in view. Um, the it is kind of funny that the people that I did get in fights with weren't big kids. They were smaller kids. Like I mean, I, I fought Brock Alexich and Mikey Gordon, <laughs> who were actually both friends. But yeah, I mean, they weren't big kids. I did have you know one altercation with a bigger kid, but you know I really didn't have a lot of yeah. fights in high school. You didn't get a lot of challenges just by being because having that street last name by the time you came around. It, it, it had some luggage to go along with it, right? Yeah, you know, I, I had a couple run-ins actually in the hallway. I had kids come up to me in the hallway and call shit, and then probably because of my old man, I was afraid to get in trouble in the yeah, school. Yeah. Uh, so I never, I never uh, took the bait in school, but outside the school premises, I didn't get in too many scraps. Really? Yeah. Yeah, of course, there's, when you think about who would have been the toughest guy in that class, there are some pretty good pretty tough guys you know tom garland was the boxer tough tommy putra tommy two guns yeah, yeah. you know I, I i don't think i'd want to fight either one of them if i had to no <laughs> no not at all you know chad roeski was a yeah, tough kid uh uh sam rubick yeah sammy was a tough kid yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah not afraid to throw it out no no sam's one of the guys that actually he got a good punch in on me once so did he oh yeah and you, you, you held it up though huh, huh? You, you stood you stood with it oh yeah it was uh it was a, a funny story um probably me being a little bit of a douche um <laughs> but uh actually so sam went out he didn't he wasn't a wrestler but he did go out our senior year so sam graduated with us he went out his senior year and uh, we had a dispute over who had what locker <laughs> and i just was you know there and like sam you need to get your shit out of that locker it's mine and Next thing I know, just standing right there in the locker room, he just went out and decked me. Did he? And uh, hit my nose, bloody. He, I mean, it was a good punch. I was bleeding through the mouth oh, and everything. Geez. And uh, I went to him. I, you know, my statement was, uh, if that's the best you got, you better get going now. <laughs> but uh, and he didn't. He wasn't scared. You know, uh, That's a good so, thing to say after yeah. someone punches you. Though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we, uh, we went outside. You know, it was wintertime and everything else. And then the... Uh, we didn't get the throw down at all, and the cops showed up. Oh, really? So then we went back into the, the school, and uh, <laughs> I had to figure out how to go to wrestling practice, and I'm just bleeding. Yeah. So I go down, and you know, I have the infamous Pam Green try to clean me up, and yeah. she's trying to ask me what happened and everything else. And so I have to, you know, go tell Coach, you know, my dad what happened. Yeah. And, and everything, but yeah, it all worked out. Yeah. Did you call him Coach or did you call him Dad? Um, probably Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I call him Coach. 
you know, yeah, I'll, I'll most, always call him coach. It, I, it's kind of funny, like, go to a Butte High football game or anywhere with my dad, and you know, and I see a lot of people older than me, and everybody calls him coach. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter where we're at. Did you see the column I wrote about the little boy who told him to stand? This freshman told him to move along. Uh-uh. When he was, he walked up up on the stairs at the track meet, and there's this little freshman running the gate. Remember where Arnie, big Arnie, used to run the yeah, gate for oh, track yeah. meets? Yeah. He was kind of taking over for Arnie, and, and he looks up and says, Sir, you move along. You can't stand there. Move along. And your dad just looked up and said, Okay. And, and kept walking, and my, my brother says, You know who you just told to move along? <laughs> Could you imagine someone in our class telling Jim Street, Just move along? <laughs> you, you, you could be. You better have some running shoes on and be ready to run away. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but I, I never, I haven't talked to him when he thought about that. But of course, he probably never gave it a second thought, you know. No, probably not. But, uh, I said, Man, we got to give these kids some sports history lessons. <laughs> they know what they're talking Is it drives Pat Powers enough when kids don't understand what we were in wrestling? Right. I say we as a community. I never wrestled a day in my life, but but I was proud of that, you know. But right. Butte High was such a big wrestling thing, and yep. it's it's coming back. Right. You know, Corey's doing a great job, but Pat gets so mad when these these kids don't even realize that we dominated the '80s and early '90s. Yeah, it's kind of crazy too. Even Montana kids that are wrestlers. So like, um, and this was eight nine years ago. I'm at the U.S. Open down in Vegas, and at a. A boosters thing for Northwestern. So like, so I graduated from OU, and there's a lot of people there, and kids from different universities. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people from different schools, and but we're at the Northwestern boosters thing. But there were, so Kendrick Maple, who was a national champ from OU, was coaching at the time, I think at Purdue, and Terrell Todd was coaching at Purdue also. And uh, we're at Northwestern Boosters from another guy from OU. So it was just kind of a group of people, but a bunch of different coaches from college all at the same time. And Terrell Todd was there, who was a multi-state champion from Bozeman and uh, All-American University of Michigan after uh, Kyle Smith. And they got talking about, they were recruiting Parker Phileas from Haver at the time. And... Yeah, I got talking about. He was talking about Parker. He goes, "Oh yeah, he wrestles for his dad Scott, and his, his dad Scott's the winningest wrestling coach at all in the entire state of Montana ever." And I'm just sitting there thinking, like, "Hey, I guess he doesn't know who my dad is." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> never, but, never heard of that guy. But yeah. you know, but it was just you know kind of interesting. I mean, it's like, and he's not that far removed from when my dad was being successful. But I, I found it funny, and I didn't, I didn't correct him or anything yeah, else because I mean, hey, Scott was successful. Scott was a great coach. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but Jim Street, though, I, I would put him up against any coach in any sport in Montana history. He was successful. Yeah, he yeah. was pretty dang good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, there's some good coaches out there, too, who might, you know, disagree. There's pretty good football coaches, basketball coaches, you know. Yeah. But uh, as yes. far as owning the 80s like that and, and just and not only not only just winning, but the way they won. And the way, you know, how much pride. And it was, it was such a big thing for Butte, too, because Butte, the 80s was a hard time for Butte. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, my dad was laid off early '82 from the mines. You know, he was an electrician. It was, uh, it was like an economic depression in Butte in the 1980s. You know, the companies leaving, the mines leaving, people leaving like crazy. One thing we could count on is we had the Butte High Bulldogs every February to give us a state title and a fire truck ride. Well, and the thing too, and I, I try to uh, make people aware of is like, yeah, my dad had a lot of great wrestlers. You know, he had a couple four timer. You know, he had a four timer and Eric Dummeyer. And then Cole Dalser eventually won 4-2 later on, you know, under Mets and my dad. Um, but the, uh, uh, you know, Butte 
we weren't known. We didn't have four or five state champions every year. Now there's a couple of years where we yeah. had a lot, but Butte won the state championships because everybody contributed. Yeah. Everybody top to bottom. Yeah. Top to bottom. Yeah. We had just a lot of placers, and if a guy didn't place, he was still scoring points, winning matches, and that's where it is. I mean, I, I look back to, you know, especially in my time, Great Falls High. Great Falls High every year had more state champions than Butte High when I was in high school. Really? You know, it, I think that every I don't year. Think I realize that, yeah. And I don't know if they ever placed higher than third as a team. Yeah. You know, it, it's, you know, that's one thing my dad was good at was building a team. It wasn't necessarily building elite wrestlers and just focused on those kids and just, you know, I, I have this guy that's a state champion. He, he did a really good job of developing the entire team so every yeah. kid on the team could compete. You felt like. You know, one of my favorite stories is, you know, and he's going to be mad at me telling this, but Jeremy <laughs> Whitlock, you know, you know, Jeremy Whitlock, he, right, my dad gives him grief a little bit about, he lost a match with my sophomore year, Jeremy's junior year. And Jeremy just, he didn't have the confidence to go out there to win and everything else. And Jeremy was like, the one thing, he goes, he goes, and I did it. He goes, but the, the one thing I'll tell you, dad, he goes, I could have been wrestling a Olympic champion your dad would expect me to win the match. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, he, he goes, it's, he goes, he just, and he puts that confidence in you. Yeah. You know, and there was, you know, and, and it's tough. I, I, I definitely, you know, and I've coached ever since I graduated high school, volunteering one place or another. And that's the one thing I've never been successful at is just giving every kid that confidence that, you know, when you're going out there, I don't care how good this kid is. Yeah. And a lot of things are different now. I mean, back in the day, you didn't have the internet and everything else. You didn't necessarily know how good a kid was. Yeah. Today, when you go out, and you're, even my kids or kids at the lower eight, I mean, th there's track wrestling out there. And you're like, yeah, this kid's 56 and three. You yeah. Know, in his career. And they have their whole career stats yeah. now. Yeah. Today, no matter, we didn't even dream of the internet. No, yeah. no. And, you know, and so a lot of people are lose matches today before they even step out on the map. You know, that, you know. My dad did instill the confidence in most kids to where they, they can compete against anybody. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, and by the time you, you're getting into high school, junior high age, all we knew was Butte High winning wrestling state titles. You know, because they started in 1980. Right. You know, we're kindergarten age, you know. Right. You know, they're starting to win. That's all we know. You, we have no, I had no memory of Butte High not being state champions by the time I got to high school, which is amazing to say, you know. You know, by the time we roll in there, but and and your name, your dad's name, and then of course Randy was mm -hmm. just a, you know one of the greatest athletes Butte had. You know, great wrestler. Right. And uh, it must have been tough for you because every because we knew you in junior high. You know, I was at Central then, mm -hmm. and we knew knew your name before I knew your face. You know, because <laughs> you, you were Jason Street. There had to be some pressure being growing up being Jason Street. You know, having that because you're the youngest of the three kids. Well, yeah, my sister was a great athlete, too. Yeah. Um, you know, I, that's the thing, too, is I really didn't feel any pressure, yeah. which is a, a good thing. And, too, and I think it's just, you know, kind of an upbringing. Um, you know, I grew up down in the flats, went to Hillcrest. And, you know, I was there, like, it was my second grade years when uh, Hawthorne closed. And then all those kids from Hawthorne came over to Hillcrest and had all those great athletes, you know, Paffer, Hunsaker. Well, he, he, he was a Hawthorne kid first, Paffer and, yeah. and Brent. Brent. Yeah, yeah Hunsaker, McCreary, wow. uh, Gobbau. Um, I never realized that because... Geely. Yeah, I never paid... I always paid attention to the uptown schools, not much of the downtown ones. But yeah, that, that was a good addition to having all those guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, I mean, uh, I just think about back in the day, it's resource, recess for me was a state championship. 
you yeah. know, back in the day, back in grade school. I mean, you know, Baffer and I have never really been close friends, but, you know, I've always used him as a measuring stick, yeah. you know, because he was a great athlete as a young kid. and Yeah, he was and, another one. Had yeah. the same same thing that you had. We knew his name before we knew what he looked like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 With his brothers, you know, yeah. Mark, Scott, and Todd, you know, and... You know, and there's a lot of similarities in classes. You know, my sister graduated with Scott, my brother graduated with Todd, and I graduated with Josh. Yeah. So, you know, our families have known each other forever. And, and, you know, yeah, it was like, you know. And your dad probably coached with Wayne, right? I think Did, so. For a year or two, maybe, I think yeah. there's an overlap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that uh, well, you know, before we mentioned your sister. You know, I, I got to know Randy a little bit before he passed away. Mm-hmm. And I was... You know, because the thing is, you knew his name. You know him being a tough wrestler and stuff. And right. just expected this arrogant guy, which I shouldn't because you've never been that, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I was blown away by how good of a guy he was. You know, I, I, at first I go, what's this guy's name? It's, that's Randy Street. Like, Get out of here. That can't be Randy Street. He's too nice. Mm-hmm. You know, I really, really enjoyed hanging out with Randy. But then, and then I had your sister on, Jackie, on the podcast back in maybe February or so. Right? I think it was before State. Right. Awesome. Thank you. You can just put it right here. Thank you. Steak fingers. And uh, and I talked to her, and she never said anything about it, but Pat Ryan tells me later, says, you know, she gave a kidney to a guy in New York who she never met. Yep. And I, I, I mean, that's something that people should know. I mean, what an amazing thing to do. Most people wouldn't give five bucks to somebody they've never met, you know? Well, most people, if they're not Chunky Thatcher, I don't know. I, I, you know, I hang out with Chunky Thatcher all the time, and I don't, I don't know that I've been with him, and he hasn't given a kid five dollar bill to go get yeah, a candy bar. He once bought a, he once bought my son's the last bite of my son's hot dog for two bucks outside the, outside the tech tailgate uh-huh. while, while standing next to the free hot dog counter. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, uh, but yeah, my my sister, yeah, no, she did it. Uh, you know, she had a calling. You know, she 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 had a, a belief and. And that that is just, you know, the good Lord called her to donate her kidney. I mean, yeah. she didn't know the guy. She just went through the whole process. Anonymous. I mean, she met the guy, and they're actually close. I mean, she sees him probably every other year now. Good. Yeah. You know, he's come out here to – he's from New York. He's come out here yeah. and spent some time with her. And uh, she's flown out and spent some time with him in New York. And, uh, you know, it's been, a, it's been a blessing for her even. Yeah. So, but, yeah, it, it's – it's amazing, and yeah. I give her grief. Is like, sister, do you realize how many, how much soda pop I drink? I'm gonna need a kidney. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you you were relying on her for a reserve. Yeah, <laughs> that was your backup plan. <laughs> now she now she she can't give the other one. No, uh-uh. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's, that's selfish. Yeah, but that's that's how people think, though. I mean, most people wouldn't give a kidney unless it's like their brother or their right. you know family member of something. You know. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to this week's Lescavar Honda Athletes of the Week. Butte High senior soccer players Boyd DeWitt and Aiden Gonzalez. The honors come after the Bulldog boys and girls teams closed out the regular season. DeWitt takes home the boys' honor after celebrating senior day in style, scoring three goals in Butte High's home loss to first place Kalispell Glacier. DeWitt, a forward and captain for Butte High, was a fixture in the Bulldog lineup for the past three seasons. Gonzalez, a varsity player since her freshman season, receives the girls' accolade after another strong season for Butte High. Aiden was our best communicator all season long, Butte High coach Eric Zaylor said. She had a never-quit attitude, bought in, and always gave it her all on the field. She is one of the very few players I have coached that can play every position on the field. Congratulations, Boyd and Aiden, and thank you, Lescavar Honda, for recognizing the hardworking student-athletes of the Mining City. Hey, Butte America, John Davis here of Lescavar Honda. 
With fall in the air and hunting season around the corner, now's the time to come down and look at that truck or SUV you've always wanted. We sell all makes and models, and we have one of the largest selections in all of you. All of our vehicles are clearly marked and priced below market value. And with a non-commissioned sales team, you're guaranteed to get the vehicle you want. Stop on down and see us at Lesk of our Honda, home of the famous 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty. Visiting your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops was already your favorite stop of the day. Now, it is even better. Join the brand new Thriftway Loyalty Club to rack up big discounts, earn free stuff, and receive more TLC with every visit. Download the TLC app and take advantage of great deals on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, fresh brewed coffee, cool fountain drinks, and much, much more at your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops. Loyalty Club members also save five cents per gallon off top-tier conical fuel every single day. Plus, earn points at the pump and in the store. Casa Grande Steakhouse serves steak and so much more. You cannot beat their seasoned, hand-cut Rocky Mountain ground beef. But did you know about their menu filled with made-to-order pastas, chicken sautés, mouth-watering seafood, appetizers, enticing desserts, or their most recent addition, sushi? Thursday nights are sushi nights at Casa Grande's, where you will be welcomed as a part of the family. Casa Grande's can also handle all your catering needs with style, class, and a taste that cannot be beat. Visit Casa Grande Steakhouse inside the historic Bertoglio Warehouse at 801 South Utah Avenue in Uptown Butte. Call 406-723-4141 for reservations. Check out their menu at casagrandesteakhouse.com. Casa Grande Steakhouse, eat where the locals eat. Is your house too cold or is it too hot? Either way, Lockmer Sheet Metal is here to help. With more than 40 years of experience in the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning trade, Lockmer Sheet Metal strives to bring you quality service and knowledgeable work to help with your HVAC projects or needs. Lockmer Sheet Metal offers repair services for all forced air, central air systems, installation of new HVAC systems, service contracts for maintenance and service, all residential and commercial applications, fabrication of sheet metal for all types of projects, and ventilation and exhaust systems. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerSheetMetal.com to warm up or cool down with Lockmer Sheet Metal, your local dealer of train heating, cooling, air handling, and ventilation products. For all your home heating and cooling needs, remember Lockmer Sheet Metal. Yes, I, I was just blown away by that. and It's not surprising if you know Jackie. You know, she's just a, just a great person. Another one who... I, I, I would kill to, to see what would happen if they had girls high school wrestling back in her days. She would have did it. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure she would have done it. But yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you know, do you know the story of my sister wrestling? No. So um, the, the funny thing is I'm actually fatter now than I was then. But <laughs> back in uh, 2004, oh. you know, I'm, I was home, um, came home for a little bit and over Christmas, everybody was giving me grief about how fat I was and how, how much bigger I got and everything. And, and I made a deal. I, my sister's giving me grief too, and I made a bet with her. I says, "Hey, in April is the U.S. National Wrestling Tournament." I said, "Okay, I think she told me this yet. Yeah, I don't remember very well." Though. Yeah, I said, "So if I get down to 220, so actually um, by the end of the year, yeah, so I was probably weighing around 240 at the time. Um, if I by the end of the year, come April." I will wrestle at the U.S. Open. I says, but you have to wrestle with me. 
And she was 38 at the time, you know, and so I was probably around 30. She was 38. And, yeah, she did. She did. And she she did a great job. Really? I mean, she took it serious. She worked out. And she's not going to do anything halfway, is she? No, uh-uh, uh-uh. And she got there, and, you know, she competed. You know, she, yeah. she did a, a good job competing in the tournament. I was, I was real proud of her. Yeah. Was wrestling your favorite sport? Because you were good at... You were a good. Ba- I remember you were a good basketball player in junior high. You obviously, you, you did pretty okay in football too. With uh, what, your all state in three positions as a senior. Well, I was an all state. I was all conference. All conference. Um, the. Uh, so I'm trying to give you all state and look at you jump it right I, back down. I, I, I appreciate. But in three that. positions though, that's pretty. Four. Oh, so I under did undersell you. Okay. Yeah, and that's my my. You know, so my senior football. It was a mistake on my part. You know, you, you get, like you talk a lot about the 92 team, and I give that, the, that class credit. I mean, that 92 team of Story, Opie, Vincent, Dunstan, yeah. Smith, the Smithen brothers, uh, Steelman, Fisher. Um, Roscoe was on there too. Roscoe, Toon, Whitlock, Graham. You know, all those guys, it, it, Lyle Smith, uh, Randy Riley, they were a... Uh, Jeremy Bassett. I mean, I can keep yeah. going. But they weren't, and they'll get mad at me. I'll, I'll say this. They weren't the best athletes. No. I mean, in our junior class, we kicked their butts in intramural softball. And actually, we were pretty proud of that. Really? <laughs> our, 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 you know, in intramural softball that year. You know, we because we, they wanted these juniors. You know, they were the big dogs, and, and uh, they beat the seniors their junior year. And then we came back and beat them, you know, our junior year. So, yeah. you know, but they – you know, for the years that I was at Butte High, they were by far the most dedicated, team-oriented, you know, did the right things. They worked hard just and just sound kids as far as doing the right things, as far as being yeah. knowing their positions, doing what they needed to be done, you know, and everything else. Unlike my senior year, I think we had way better athletic class athletes, but, I mean, our senior year, my senior year football was horrible. Yeah, um, it was. You know, we did we we won three games. We actually won up in Kalispell. It was the first time I actually beat one in Kalispell in like ten years. And it was one of the only three games. One of the yeah. games we won. Um, but uh, yeah, I tried doing too much. Uh, I, I was full of myself. You know, I I punted, kicked off, didn't kick the extra points, but. I just I never left the field if yeah. if if it was up to me. Yeah, they would take me out of offense every now and then, and you know, but uh, but yeah, it was uh, well, yeah, but uh, yeah. Sorry, did, we got this sidetracked. Did you there. Was, was wrestling your favorite though out of those, or did you like uh, Boy, football, basketball? Wrestling, I always knew that that's what I was probably going to do in college. You know, I had a passion for it. Yeah. Would I say it was my favorite? You know, I, I don't know. I really don't know what my favorite was. I love basketball. Yeah. And one of my, yeah. my dad didn't tell me until I was senior in high school. It really pissed me <laughs> Pat off. Pat wanted you play, right? Yeah. Pat, Pat supposedly went up to my dad when I was a freshman and said, hey, I know Jason's going to wrestle, but is there a way that um, we can work it out to where he did both? And I would have in yeah. a heartbeat. But I never found out about it. My dad says, well, that's Pat's fault. He should have went and talked to you. <laughs> he was thinking about his wrestling team. Right? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, you could have pulled that off. That would have been. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I love basketball. I wasn't necessarily a great basketball player, yeah. but I, I hustled. And, yeah. Did you, you win know. the Dahlberg? Or did, did Pat? Actually, me and Pat were shared. Shared, okay. Because that would have been a, 
That would have been a tough call because Paffer, you know, he great athlete, so good, super yeah. athlete. Like I, I tell everybody, like I'm happy to share it. Like, yeah. aren't do you which one win by yourself? Actually, I think I prefer sharing it because I, I hold him in high regard as yeah. probably one of the the best athlete ever come out of here. Yeah, yeah, he was amazing. He, yes, yeah. yeah. I knew that when he when he hurdled me in eighth grade when I tried to tackle, but he just hurdled me. Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Hoagie's still mad at me for that one, but I don't. I think Hoagie thought I had a Superman cape on too to try to play him because that's what it was like. It was playing against a superhero. Yeah. You know when when he was out there, and you were just a tough as nails guy, you know. But he was he he could run and jump over you, cut and yeah. hold the ball out. He had. I remember looking at him after he hurdled me, laying on the ground, watching him run down for a touchdown. He's holding the ball with one hand like Walter Payton. You know? <laughs> he was he was so good. Yes. He was just good and. Uh, so in wrestling, you didn't win state title your freshman year, right? Nope. What what place did you get that year? Second. So you got so second, and then then you won the next three years. Yep. What were you? At? What were your weights? Eighty nine as senior, seventy one as junior. Uh, fifty two as a sophomore. Fifty two. But you weren't even close to eighty nine as a senior. No, I wrestled seventy one yeah. my entire senior year except for the state tournament. Yeah. So I mean, the story behind that was. Which uh, you probably nowadays you can't do that, can you? You have to wrestle so many. You would have had to wrestle fifty percent. No, no uh, uh-uh, uh. Oh, you can go. You can go. You just, uh, you just would have had to do it at divisionals. We didn't have divisionals okay. back in the day. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, what it was was three weeks before the state tournament, um, our eighty-nine pounder Chuck Hazlett was wrestling the number one kid in the state, Blaine Steinmack from Great Falls High, yeah. and dislocated his elbow. And I went and saw Chuck the next day. And I said, you know, just to visit with him and everything else. He goes, I'm wrestling state. I says, well, fuck, I don't know if you're going to be wrestling state. But he goes, yes, I am. And I'm going to, he goes, but I want to wrestle 171. And I said, you know, because Chuck wasn't a big 89 pounder. Yeah. He was just wrestling 89 because I was at 71. Yeah. And I said, Chuck, as far as I'm concerned, if you wrestle state, you wrestle whatever way you want. <laughs> and, you know, of course it was the coach's, my dad's decision. But it was even then is when we showed up, my dad did not know what weights we were going to wrestle. He made us both weigh in at 171. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Another Mountain Dew there. Thank you. Yeah, he made us both weigh in at 171. And supposedly in the seating meeting, and I, you know, I, don't, I wasn't there, but you know, I got it from him a little bit. Is So they get up to 171, and they go, all right, number one C, Jason Street. And my dad was like, no, he's going 89. And then the, the Billing Skyview coach goes, oh, I can't. He goes, and Travis Wright's going 71, who actually weighed in that night at 189. Huh. So back then, back back in my era, you could either weigh in the night before or the morning of. And so, long story short, they ended up, you know, back then, you know, cell phones or anything else. Yeah. The Rich Melia, uh, no, no, I'm sorry, not Melia. I can't think of the guy's name right now. But the uh, head coach basically says his assistant coach out and says, hey, go find Wright. Thank you. He's cutting. He's weighing in seventy-one tomorrow. <laughs> wow, what a thing to have to do. So, and he wasn't a huge eighty-nine pounder, but he probably weighed around one eighty or something like yeah. that. But still, that's a long, long way to go. But uh, so they went and found him and everything else, and he weighed in the next morning. And the thing that pissed me off the most, he ended up winning it. Did he? He won yeah, at seventy-one. He, he won it at seventy-one. <laughs> um, but yeah. But you won at eighty-nine. I did. Which, uh, you know, that was the first team that didn't win. That yeah, ninety painful three team. Your dad says today that still might be his best team, even though they didn't win the overall team. Well, we weren't the best team, but we we were tough. Um, you know, we just didn't. You know, the thing too is, you learn. I wasn't a good leader. You know, as far as 
you know, leading the, you know, being a senior and, you know, where, where I kind of go back to the, my previous con conversation with, uh, you know, when we won the state football title in uh, 91, that was just a good uh, senior-led team. Yeah. You know, when my senior year for wrestling and football and everything else, we really didn't have senior leadership. And, you know, whether it was on the football team or on the wrestling team, you know, and I was on both of them. You know, just there wasn't true good leadership. And, you know, we just didn't. We were tough. Uh, we probably have three or four kids that didn't win it that could have. Yeah. Um, we had a few second placers. We had four kids take second. Yeah. Um, and that haunts them to the day. Kovneski, Cooney, Choquette, and Burke all took second. What place did... Uh, did Brian Street end up, or Brian Church end up with? Church, he ended up third. Did he? Um, he lost yeah. his first match. He came back and won. He was mm -hmm. tough as nails, too. I, yeah. I talk about the toughest kids in class of 93. I, Churchy was probably, Churchy was has to be them. in the conversation. He was definitely one of them. I mean, and he, you know, he, he definitely was the second or first best kid in the state. I mean, he would have had a tough finals match, um, you know, that he could have won. But he definitely should have been in the state finals. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think he came back to take third or fourth. Gino Leva, I think he lost first round. Um, you know, and we had a couple other kids. It just, it just, it was a bad tournament. Yeah, and we still almost won it. I mean, we, yeah. we it was just. I, a I don't know if we could have wrestled. Yeah, I don't know if we could have wrestled any worse than what we did. Really? Yeah. And but you, you come home with the state title. You're the only yep. one on the team. Only no. One. Sean Gavigan won it. Oh, Gavigan. Yeah, he's a little shit. Yeah. 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 Which was kind of funny. So because so, I'm wrestling 189, yeah. and. The, the Sean cut a lot of weight to make 98. Yeah. And so after my semis, or I would have been my quarters match, you know, I go and get Sean. I'm running the stairs in the Metra oh. with Sean in my loafer shoes trying to help him cut weight. Really? Because, you know. He, was he a freshman then or is he a sophomore? I think, no, he was a junior. Was I he think he was just one year behind us, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, but was it, uh, you, you win the state title, you guys get on the bus to come home. You you got to stay title, but the team is down. That that had to be pretty conflicting for you. I, I can't imagine you thinking, "Yeah, I won the state title." You were thinking about that team loss. Yeah, no. I mean, I I never. Maybe my sophomore year when I won it as an individual, I was excited. You know, my junior senior year, I just just expected it, right? Kind of. Even the guy I beat in my junior year was kind of my nemesis. Yeah. Um, I always had issues with him. But I wasn't concerned going into the match. I, just, I had confidence. Like I said, too, like my dad was really good at, you know, having a lot of confidence, building confidence in the kids. Yeah. You know, I, was, I wasn't concerned about the match, even though I had lost to the guy uh, throughout my career at least three times, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that confidence. There's nothing better on your side than having confidence, no yeah. matter what you're doing. Yes. And having a guy who can instill that in you. For sure. You know, it's such a big deal. Was that how about growing up like that? Was did you always did you always have you confident in everything you did? Oh yeah, I mean I, I've never you know you ask anybody I've never lacked it. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it was running a race, uh, shooting baskets, uh, playing football, whatever. I expect to win. Yeah. Play board games with my kids. I expect to win. <laughs> I get pissed when I lose my kids in the clue. <laughs> Are, they, are they your kids pretty uh, good athletes too? You know they are. It, you got it, what two boys? I got I got twin boys. They're nine. They're Hillcrest right now. Um, totally different sizes. So they're five inches, twenty five pounds difference. Even though they're twins. No kidding. Man. 
And um, everybody says, oh, that little one, Jackson, he, he's going to be a great athlete. And I think he can be. Yeah. Um, you know, and he does. He works hard and he's good and everything else. I said, but, I said, what people don't realize is Mason, the big one, is actually the better natural athlete. Really? He just doesn't work. He's lazy. <laughs> you know, um, but, like, he picks things up, like whether it's throwing a ball, catching a ball, uh, wrestling, um, shooting a basket, whatever. He, catch, he, he, he naturally comes about it a lot easier than Jackson does. Jackson works his ass off really? to get better. Yeah, and I imagine they wrestle. You know, last year was the first year they did it really? um, in Arkansas, and this year is kind of bad. So we kind of switched up our family life a little bit. We've always come back up to Montana in the summers, and usually we would go back to Arkansas by the time school started. Um, this year we're staying, they're going to school this year at Hillcrest for the first time through Christmas. And then we're going back south, and they'll finish the school year, and then we'll come back up again and do it again. Yeah. We're going to do that for a few years. But it kind of hurts us wrestling season-wise because in Arkansas, wrestling season's going right now. Like I think they have their first actual meet for oh. little kids this weekend. Really? While in Montana and Butte, the actual practices don't start until January, oh. and we'll be gone. So we'll be getting back to Arkansas right at the end of their wrestling season, and we never had a chance to do it here in Montana. So. Yeah. But I'm okay with that, too. I mean, I'm not a, uh, especially at a young age, kids should have experience doing every sport that they want. And they shouldn't be specializing and and everything else. This message is brought to you by Anode Designs here in Anaconda. Hi, this is Blake, sports broadcasting legend and golden tee golf semi-professional. During my time as a world-renowned sports broadcaster, covering all 12,348 Montana schools over my 21 years on the job, I've seen and heard it all. But nothing compares to the Buttecast. Don't take it from me. Take it from a formerly employed disc jockey turned shrewd corporate shill. Tell you all about it. Hi, Paul Panisco here. Over my time in broadcasting, Blake is easily in the top 120 broadcasters I've ever heard call a high school volleyball match before. And forget about being the best voice ever in Anaconda High School streaming service history. He's also his family's all-you-can-eat buffet-eating champion. Ha <laughs> ha! Embellishment is the word of the day, kids. And there's nobody who embellishes facts and figures quite like our boy Billy here on the Buttecast. Mr. Foley is doing a fine job letting all of us outsiders learn about the trials and tribulations of the second or third greatest city here in Montana. Our baby brother, Butte. And because he's doing such a fine job, let us tell you of another who does fine work in your fair city. John and company at 5518 and Big City in Uptown Butte. They can customize any wearable garments you can imagine, except the thongs and unmentionables Billy wears. That's all us here at Anode Designs. If your company is needing embroidery in a jiffy, call on us here at Anode Designs. We know you can't get it in a week anywhere else, but we can. And all jokes aside, cue your Bears and Red Sox takes. That's no embellishment. Yeah, and that's like what you 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 played everything. I did. If there was, I tried. A, I mean, if they had, you, you would have played basketball at the same time as wrestling. I would have been a heartbeat. And but you, yeah, you ran track. You have eleven letters from Butte High, I believe, right? Four, yeah. four in track and wrestling, and three in football. Yes. Which there's not a lot of guys. How many guys in our class lettered in football as sophomores? It was uh, me. So it was all Hillcrest guys. Yeah. Me, Paffer, uh, Rowesti, and I think Hunsaker might have also. Really? All the Hillcrest kids. Huh? Mm-hmm. That's, and that, that's probably about when the Hillcrest started winning all the <laughs> track titles. And 
it's between Hillcrest and Whittier every year, but yeah. I think Hillcrest usually gets get, gets them about 90% of the time they win that. Yep. Because that, that was a big deal. I mean, there used to be a time when suiting up. Yeah, just suiting up for a sophomore. From a sophomore for a varsity game was huge. You see it happen now. And we actually, last year we had a kid, Hudson Lucky, letter, or we get all state as a, as a freshman, not just letter, but all state, right. second team all state as a tight end as a freshman, which is crazy. It's hard to believe, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, we never even, I mean, even as sophomores, we weren't expecting to play in any sport really for the most part. No, but it was totally different too, is like even then. Uh, my sophomore year in high school, and things were different too. So I got to suit up for the varsity game on Friday. Yeah. And then on Saturday, I played a sophomore game and a JV game. You know, so yeah. it was awesome. I mean, I loved it. You yeah. know, today they don't even play games on Saturdays anymore. No, they just have the, the freshman play like Thursday sometimes, yeah. and then the JV plays before the varsity. Yeah. It's a little different. You don't see a lot of guys playing both JV and varsity very much. You know, a couple guys play a little bit of both. but mm-hmm. And there's no sophomore teams anymore, you know. No. And see, back in the day, too, I mean, you saw a lot of, on Saturdays, you saw a lot of JV people playing JV that played yeah. varsity the night before. You know. Um, so it was it was fun. I, I, shoot, I enjoyed probably sophomore JV football more than I did varsity, to be honest with you. Okay. No I, I just, I love those. You know, I got to play for two, you know, two games. Yeah. Know, in the day. I, I just... I loved it. <laughs> yeah, you were uh, you were wired a little different than most of us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was plenty happy with just being part of one. <laughs> and, and of course, I was at Central, and you know, when I was a freshman, we we did pretty good in, in junior high. When we went up to freshman, our closest game was a twenty-one nothing loss to Anaconda. We were the, just the shits, you know. And then, of course, when by the time we were seniors, that Central class is playing in the state championship game. Right. You know, they had a pretty good boost from that. Class of '94 coming in with RJ. RJ Olson. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, but I, I don't think I came off the field. But it wasn't because I was good. It's because <laughs> there was nobody on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> the only people on the sideline were the coaches and the guys holding the chains. Yeah, <laughs> so we weren't a very big team. But uh, uh, so you played. You competed for your dad. He he didn't coach football when, no anymore uh-huh. because he was the defensive coordinator on what a lot of people say is the best team of all time in 1977 mm-hmm. yep. you you disagree with that obviously because so you think the best team of all time is the class of 1991 oh yeah and uh <laughs> you know there's other people say you know the 81 and then of course there's some pretty good arguments in the 60s <laughs> as well for some of those teams yeah actually my, my my dad would argue that his senior year team or junior senior team was actually better than my junior year team in high school yeah because wait there i think there's seven members of the butte sports hall of fame on his in that class that play for that team I believe it. Which is, uh, which is crazy, really, how good mm-hmm. a lot of those guys were. And there's probably seven more that could be in the Beach Sports Hall of Fame, <laughs> <laughs> you know, who maybe should be, if you right. were, should be. So it's, uh, yeah, well, I'd love to go back and watch them play. I, and I talked to, uh, to uh, Sparky, Rick Sparks. Yep. You know, he's one of the members on that team, was mm-hmm. in the Hall of Fame. And, of course, he's known, a lot of people know him for being the central coach, but long before he was the central coach, he was the star at Butte High. Mm-hmm. And I asked him with all those players in that team, who was the toughest? And he didn't even hesitate to street. <laughs> so your dad must have been pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. He, oh, I have lots of... Him and his twin brother. Johnny. You know. Oh, yeah. You know very well from the standard. Yeah. But, you know, I have a lot of good stories about my dad back in his fighting days. Mm-hmm. You know about Rick Sparks. I mean, what a great human being. I mean, he did he, me a huge solid when I initially went off to college, huh. you know, helping me out. And he loaned me his truck for a while, and I wrecked it. 
Oh, you, you wrecked Sparky's truck? I wrecked his truck, wow. yeah. So I had, you know, I was living in an apartment complex my freshman year. and never, I never lived in dorms in college. Really? So, yeah. You didn't have to live in a dorm, huh? No. The coach, actually, the wrestling coach, when I went to Fresno, uh, basically says he didn't want us living in a dorm, so he hooked me up with an apartment. and <laughs> Lots of lots of stuff to temptations in the dorms. <laughs> I guess. And so uh, ended up in an apartment complex, and yeah, just... Uh, Bad driving, you know. Uh, you know, they were tight parking spots in the complex. You know, like uh, you know, hit the hit it. Yeah. <laughs> How did Sparky take that news? Like a champ, you know. Yeah. I mean, he he didn't give me any grief. He goes, "Oh, don't worry about. It. Don't even tell your dad." No, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> did you tell your dad? Probably. I don't yeah. remember. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. He, he, uh, real good human being. Yeah. Were your parents strict growing up? So that's kind of. Yes, to a point, but, you know, to it, I, I had, you know, my, there's a good gap. There's three and a half, four years between my sister and my brother then to me. Yeah. And so I'd seen, you know, I really don't remember a lot from my... Probably not a lot bit. of fighting then with your brother and sister. Oh, me and my brother fought all the time. Oh, did you? Especially yeah. once I got around uh, junior high age oh, yeah. and whatnot. Well, because he was my hero, and yeah. I wanted to follow him around like a little puppy dog. Yeah. And he would get sick of me. Hey, Spike, want to go beat up a cat? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and it's just weird. I mean, there wasn't, especially when, by the time I was in junior high, there was, from junior high probably, actually probably until he passed, I don't know, my brother and I walked by each other without hitting him. Oh, other. really? Yeah. I mean, it was just a good punch in the yeah. shoulder. But I mean, it was a punch in the yeah, shoulder. It wasn't a jab. No. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, the you know, my parent, you know, if I wanted to go out or something like that, um, you know, they would let me. Um, but you know, I just you know, like any high school kid, I I hid things from them, like any high school kid does, yeah. and and everything else. But yeah, yeah, because I always uh, joked. Uh, well, I, I was telling your mom when she was pushing for the Hall of Fame, and I said I, re- I really wanted you and Randy go into the Butte Sports Hall of Fame the same class. You know? Right. And, it, you know, I didn't have a vote, but the vote didn't go that way. And I, I really wanted them to do that. And I said, man, I, I hope they do it because I, I don't want to tell Coach Street that his, that his two sons didn't get in. She says, you don't have to worry about Coach Street. <laughs> You've got to worry about me. <laughs> and I don't think she was joking. <laughs> but, uh, it ended up, but it ended up being well. I mean, you – he went in the Hall of Fame in, in – uh, 2017 and that was really emotional mm-hmm. night you know and then you went in 2019 but and it, it was emotional too but in a different way though you know i think right. you know because we're sad obviously because you know randy passed away mm-hmm. way too young and we and and everybody loved randy right you know oh yeah i still till to this day um if i'm out you know somewhere i always have uh, you know a, a guy come up to me tell me how much i miss my brother or a girl come up to me and like, I loved your brother. He's such a nicest person. Um, which is, you know, nice. I, yeah. I enjoy it, you know. But, uh, yeah, he, my brother was well-liked by most people. Yeah. And, but, it was, but you had your own moment, though, I guess. Because I don't know if it would have been great. I guess I, I would have still would have preferred it if you guys <laughs> went in the same time. But it was, I still thought it was pretty awesome that you had your own moment. It was, it was just about you, you know, when you, when you went up there. And it was a great night. You, you knew Ron Davis had a great interview with you. I can still see the smile on your face as I took the picture of you guys talking. No, it was great. I mean, I got to meet a lot of the people I went in with. Um, you know, I got to go in with, like, you know, people I probably see the most now because I golf a lot is uh, 
Barry Sullivan and uh, yeah. Paul Riley, and I mean, just two great dudes, yeah. you know. And, but you know, so yeah, it was, it was nice. I enjoyed it. Yeah, Barry is a good guy. He's such a humble, mm-hmm. humble guy, you know. And I used to think, you know, I, I like to give myself reasons why I wasn't an all star or a super, you know, thing. You know, I was like, I couldn't have been a quarterback because I tried to grab those footballs. Like that, my tech, you know, football came to me and I was at practice as a reporter. I grab and go throw it back, and it was really hard to grab them because they're so big. Right. You know, I'm like, I couldn't, my hands are too small. I couldn't have been. And, ran, and, uh, and Barry looks at me and he puts his hand up, and I put my hand up to him. I have exact same size hands as the state champion quarterback of the 77 <laughs> Bulldogs who went on and played had a great career at Montana State. So I have no career. I used to think I couldn't hit a baseball because. Because I, I have a lazy eye, you know. I don't have good depth reception. Then Max Damaris has his eye removed and bats 300 for the minors. <laughs> so, like, I don't have any excuses. I just was the shits. <laughs> did, you, did you see here recently the, somebody asked Dion. He goes, Dion, you were a great two-sport athlete, um, you know, majors and NFL, and now you're doing well coaching, you know, here at Colorado and everything else. He goes, what's been the most difficult thing you've ever had to do? He goes, Hit that baseball. Yeah. Yes. Hands down. Tough. Hitting that baseball is difficult. Yeah, it's a tough thing to do, especially when you're in Little League when I was playing, they were just throwing probably the same pitch over and over, you know. It's not mm-hmm. like there were there wasn't any kids they weren't fooling me with breaking balls and off speed pitches. It was just fastball, fastball. You know, I couldn't right. hit it, you know, save my life. But yeah, like there's a great quote by uh Greg Maddox talking about how uh you know, if you change speeds, you know, pitchers can pick up the spin with their eyes and stuff. Mm-hmm. He says, but if you can change speeds, he says that every hitter is helpless, completely helpless, except for that bleep in Tony Gwynn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it says explicit. If I can only guess what he said, you know, but right. it says, it, the quote says explicit in Tony, Tony Gwynn. Uh, you know, talking about Tony, was, I don't remember if it was Smoltzy or Glavin or somebody, but they talked about how in, like, between Smoltz, um, Glavin, Pedro Martinez, and maybe somebody else, like, you know, a lot of big strikeout pitchers, yeah. all those guys combined have, like, four strikeouts against Tony Gwynn. <laughs> and he hit, he hit and Smoltz, he's like, I got two of them! Yeah, he hit 302 with two strikes. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. You know, most guys hit, like, 140 with two strikes on them. And can you imagine what he could do... With technology, because he was ahead of the time with technology. I don't know if you know this, so like yeah. Tony Gwynn. I mean, he was, he had the VCRs out. He was watching the pitches. I mean, he studied the game. I yeah. mean, there's a reason he was as good as he was. Yeah. He studied. Can you imagine what he had with the technology today? Yeah, with those high-speed cameras and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he'd be able to, he would know, I think he'd hit 400. Yeah, he was that sure. talented. Yeah. Dedicated to his craft. And I, God, I miss him at, on TV, too, because he was so smart. I love listening to Tony Gwynn. Mm-hmm. That was a huge loss. Yes. Having Tony Gwynn die so young like that. But uh, so you were you went to Fresno State. I did after high school. Did you have? Obviously, you had a lot of offers. Did, was it a tough decision for you to go to pick that one? Yeah, it was a horrible decision. Um, <laughs> well, going to Fresno, California, couldn't be bad, right? Well, that, that, nice. that's why I went there. I, I mean, I'm a I'm a, a guy from. Butte, Montana. I have opportunity to go to California. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna go. freezing on it. I'm gonna go some nice weather, ch- chase some blonde-haired, blue-eyed gals, and you know, <laughs> and have a good time. Um, but uh, actually, I had more, and I wasn't a good football player. I had more football scholarship offers than I did wrestling. Really? Um, but you know, I knew I was gonna wrestle. It, this is. I have a lot of 
like regrets as far as or just cho- choices I made I do over. But like one, I probably never would have chose Fresno. But choosing Fresno, what I should have did my first year, because I redshirted, I actually should have walked on the football team. Yeah. You know, Jim Sweeney was there. You know, he would have let me walk on. I he, was still, he was still coaching He was still there. coaching there when I was there. Um, He's going to give a butte guy a shot, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. You know, I actually went and met him, and it was, it was great. It, it was kind of funny. So, like, when I uh, initially went to Fresno, Sweeney was there coaching football. And then when I transferred to Oklahoma, uh, Kelvin Sampson was there coaching basketball. So oh, really? I went, in, I went in and met Kelvin, introduced myself from Butte. And, and he, he was very welcoming. And Such awesome a nice team. guy. Yeah. yeah. I never met Coach Sweeney, but I got to meet Coach Sampson a couple times. And Yeah. What a nice man. Yep. Sweeney was great to me, so yeah. I had no issues. So. Yeah. Is, uh, was, was it, I'd imagine that's a full-time job wrestling in, in college. It's got to be a lot of work. It is. Any, any college athlete, I don't care no. what it is, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Hey everyone, John Wick here. You might recognize this buttery smooth voice from the episode 81 of the Buttecast. Along with my wife, Cassie, I want to take a second and thank everyone for supporting 5518 Designs, our store at 27 North Main Street in Uptown Butte. For seven years now, we have made it our goal to celebrate who we are and what we enjoy about living in Butte and in Montana. At 5518, you'll find the latest in-house designed apparel and gifts that do just that. And they're all produced locally and finished in store. We also carry a wide variety of outdoor essentials from trusted brands like Chaco, Kavu, and Dekine. I invite you to stop in the next time you're shopping, eating, or even playing in historic Uptown Butte. 5518 Designs, 27 North Main Street in Uptown Butte, and online at shop5518.com. Are you looking for a place to host a special event or a party, or just looking for a drink served by the best mixologist in town? Look no further than 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino. Take a step back in time and enjoy some of our signature cocktails such as an old-fashioned or a pink mate. Stop in for happy hour Monday through Thursday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. and 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Friday and Saturday for $2 cans of your favorite beer or two for five seltzers or well mixers. Or try one of our tap beers for just $5 along with weekly specialty cocktails. Located underneath the Miners Hotel, where Butte locals receive a 20% discount on rooms, 51 Below has live music every Friday night. So stop by 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino for a good time with good friends and great drinks. And don't forget to dial 5. You want to watch your favorite football team on Sunday, but it isn't on TV? No problem. Go to Metal Sports Bar and Grill and check out all the games. In addition to a full-service bar and a menu full of terrific entrees cooked to perfection, Metals also has the Sunday ticket. Kick back with some raised fingers, the best pizza in town, and a refreshing drink as you root on your team on one of 31 big screen TVs at Metals. Don't miss a moment of your favorite team with Metals Sports Bar and Grill, where the food is the star. Metals is open at 11 a.m. every Sunday during football season. There's no story so good that a drink from Park Street Liquors won't make it better. From the finest whiskeys and regional spirits to the latest RTDs and select wines, Park Street Liquors has all the ingredients to make your parties and stories legendary. Park Street Liquors can also assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menus. You name it and Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew at 133 West Park Street or call 406-782-6278. Make your stories legendary. 
But is, is wrestling fun? Uh, I asked the Marino Winning's brothers. fun. Yeah, that's exactly what the Marino said. I said, is wrestling fun? I said, well, winning's fun. The rest of it's just tougher than hell because it's not, you know, you don't play wrestling. No. <laughs> you play basketball, you play football, play baseball, you, right. but you don't play wrestling. No. It's, and, you know, and it was, I enjoyed, I'm one of the, you know, like you said, I'm built a little bit differently. You know, I enjoyed the travel. I enjoyed the trips. I enjoyed the competitions. But I enjoyed that in every sport. You know, like, if it was a road trip with a bunch of dudes to go to a sporting event, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Even today as an adult, if, you, if somebody went up to me and said, hey, we're going to go uh, down to uh, Utah to watch the youths beat USC, would you like to go? In. Yeah. You know, like... I just whatever. I, yeah, I just enjoy that type of stuff. So, it, but it, 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 yeah, but you know, wrestling. No, it, it's difficult. I mean, the weight management side of it is a whole different thing. Yeah. And I was horrible at that. My diet has never been good. I eat horrible. Even when I was competing in college, it probably is what it kept me back. Um, I've never been a good nutritionist. Yeah. So, yeah, as we're here, we're drinking pop and eating steak fingers and fries. <laughs> Yeah, we're not exactly a health food right here. No, no. <laughs> but uh, good food, but not health food. But, uh, now you, but you, you did pretty well in in college because you, you transferred to to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, three out of four years that you competed, you you competed in the conference tournament. Yeah. So my uh, freshman sophomore year, I wrestled at the WAC. That's where the conference yeah. were in Fresno. Qualified for nationals. Then my junior year, I got injured right before conference. So I detached my growing and then uh, transferred for my senior year to Oklahoma. Detached the growing, huh? I... Yeah, it, so not to be too graphic, but the everything, uh, turtle shell, everything up. Wow. Took about two hours for everything to redrop. Yeah, it was painful. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a bad image to have right there. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been a pretty decent rehab coming back from that. Yeah, it was just mostly rest and everything else. But it took a while because I remember, because that happened February, probably May, about three months later. You know, I went to the student union with the guys and everything else. And I tried to bowl. I couldn't bowl. Yeah. But, you know, because you stride and bowling. And so you stretch a little bit. I couldn't do it. Really? Yeah, so I had to quit. Cause, I mean, I, that's how, it took me a while before I was able to jog, run, do a lot of things because it just took it a while to heal. Does it, does it, does it bother you at all now? Or is no. It, no. Because I, I, when I was running, I had a hernia surgery, and then I would run, and I thought it was like I, scar tissue would hurt later on. I'd start limping around. It didn't mm-hmm. hurt when I jogged, but it hurt later on, so I have the scar tissue. I figure out that's what all it is. And eventually it's getting worse and worse, you know, and go to the doctor, and turns out my uh, it, hip abductor muscle pull off my pelvic bone <laughs> oh shit <laughs> yeah. so that's what i was dealing with and i was trying to run through it mm-hmm. you know like an idiot so uh that took a long you know a lot of rehab you know ashley uh wold used to be ashley zimple out of lone peak she okay. kind of got me so i avoided surgery and, mm-hmm. and got me back in the right path with my hips and everything but uh no she's a great lady she coached you know, my kids soccer team this year did she mm-hmm. yeah she's i'm gonna have her on my podcast one of these days i, I remember covering her when she pitched the state tournament and she did a great game had a great game in, in Bozeman and they won I interviewed her and then they played this uh, team from Missoula I think it was Big Sky and had this girl named Clifford who hit a home run off her and they shelled her pretty good and I remember walking up so you want to interview me again 
So I think, I think I'll let you go on this one. So I never try to interview a kid after they just lost, you know, in high school. <laughs> but uh, but that's, uh, that, that's one of those injuries, though, that just, of course, you're not probably wired that you can just rest easy. Though. That probably was tough for you not to just get out and start working out and doing stuff. You know, it, it was tough. I mean, just just basic everyday life was yeah. a little bit more difficult. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just getting in and out of the shower, rolling, yeah. rolling in bed and stuff like that. Oh yeah, no, it was it, so it was it was the most pain I've ever been in my life. So the, you know, I'm good in college, even at Fresno. You know, you have great athletic facilities and trainers and everything else. And so they rehabbed me a lot that first day, and then they sent me home. And I lived in apartments, actually with two Montana guys, uh, Tom Gody from Bozeman and Jason Flayton from Glasgow. At the no, time. really, we had an apartment complex right across the street from the uh, uh, university, and probably around. 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, I woke up in the worst pain I've ever been in my entire life. And I army crawled to the university and laid outside the door crying until 6 o'clock in the morning where somebody finally showed up. No kidding. I was in that much pain. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> but then you bounce back and you end up going to the... Going to the Sooners. Going to the Sooners, and then you, you wrestled in the Big Ten Championship? No, Big 12. Big 12, yeah. Sorry, I get my... It's all right. It's so hard to remember which, which conference is which. No, because back then, they didn't change. No. They were no. the Big 12 forever, and Big yeah. Ten was the Big Ten, and right. remember it was weird when they finally got the 11th team, and Coach mm-hmm. Green, as Coach Green said, they're so bad, they get 11th in the Big Ten. <laughs> but uh, I think now they're going to have about 16. Yes, now it's just, it's just a cluster now. Mm-hmm. But that, that, what a, that's, that's from serious competition. Yeah. Big twelve, a big you know, big yep. twelve. Mm-hmm. You know, it was good. It was great. I I enjoyed it. it. It's kind of, you know. So I spent four years at Fresno, one year at Oklahoma, and I've never been back to Fresno, nor do I ever plan on going back. Really? You know, and I still have you know people I talk to from my college days at Fresno, but, um, but no, I mean Oklahoma was way better suited for me. Really? than Fresno. Really? Even though the weather had to be way better in Fresno, <laughs> all those blonde hair, blue-eyed girls you talked about, I'm sure there were plenty. There were plenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, Oklahoma, yeah, you're not getting quite the weather, a little colder there. Yeah. But so what was your uh, major? Accounting. Really? Mm-hmm. And that's what, is, are you, is that what you do now? Well, I started off, I've been in the same industry as accounts payable auditing industry. Um, I've been in it actually since I graduated college for the most part. Um, but right now I do, in that industry, I'm primarily doing software consulting and some sales stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. but the heat's coming on. That's not good, right? In the middle of the day, <laughs> the heat's coming on. Yeah. It's starting to change the weather. Yes, it is. Yeah. And um, so you, you've been in you, Arkansas and you're, you're here. Mm-hmm. What, what drew you to Arkansas? Um, well, uh, Walmart's our biggest client. Yeah. So uh, that. And then... Uh, my wife is from Arkansas, so... Did you meet her in college? I met her, so... No, I met... Actually, I didn't get married until I was 40. Well, 39. Mm-hmm. I got married at 39, had kids at 40. Um, but no, met her uh, at an airport on an airplane. Really? Mm-hmm. Just see a pretty girl and you start talking, huh? Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it was, uh, you know, the story, the, uh, the pre-kiosk days where you still had to, like, check in at the counter. yeah. And I checked in at the counter, and she was, you know, about three rows back, you know, 
to check in behind me and I walked by and I go, damn. <laughs> and just kept on walking. And it was one of those uh, Canada regional air jets. Yeah. And so it was from uh, Arkansas to Salt Lake. They don't even have a flight anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was like in 5B in the aisle and she was in 5C in the aisle across from me. Uh-huh. And so and I had boarded first and then she comes and boards and I go, oh, just your luck. You got to sit next to the loudmouth. <laughs> that was your line, huh? That was my line. And we talked the entire flight. Really? Mm-hmm. How about that? You, you declare you're a loudmouth. Oh, yeah. To get, not, the, not the most uh, obvious pickup line. <laughs> I, I try not to hide from who I am. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Then you guys did, then you've been together ever since. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were friends and hung out for, we were dated for seven years or so before we got married. But. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And you got married at, at 39, huh? Mm-hmm. That's probably the good age to get married. I got married on my 30th birthday, which was the perfect thing because I don't have to remember my anniversary. It's pretty easy <laughs> to remember your birthday, right? Right. But uh, yeah, I, people get married at like 22, 23. What the heck are you doing? <laughs> it, it's it's kind of weird, and it's you know, and I thought it would be worse here. It's actually worse in Arkansas. What I mean by that is like here, they're actually so like my kids are playing flag football right now and. You know, Chad Gobout has a kid on the team. Yeah, he's you know? mad at me for drinking a Mountain Dew here, by the way. Too. <laughs> um, but, you know, in Arkansas, the, uh, the grandparents are the same age as me and my wife. Really? Well, actually, there's a good age difference between me and my wife, too. But, y- yes, like, I have more, you know, it's just, yeah, the... Most of the parents that we deal with that are like our kids go to school with and stuff in Arkansas, I mean, they're in their mid-twenties, you know. Yeah. You know. You're, the, you're the old dad, huh? We're, we're the old dad, mom yeah. and dad. And how, many, how much older are you than your wife? No, my wife is eight and a half years older than me. Oh, she's older than you? Oh. So she, she, gave, she robbed she the gave, cradle, huh? She gave birth to twins at 48, God bless her. Good for her. Yeah. That's all. What's your wife's name? Debbie. I don't know if I've ever met her. I don't know. Yeah. You have to bring her to the football game on Friday or Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, we're Thursday, Thursday this week, which yeah, will be today yeah. when this is posted. Yeah, later and, today. And it, we better win. Yeah, big, they had a tough one last week. I, I went up to the game. It was it was ugly. Yeah, I watched it on TV, and I, I wanted to run up and grab a, the the PA announcer and just choke him. Oh, on the <laughs> on Bo's <laughs> yeah, name. with Bo's name, and every, then every time there's a first down, it's Gold Bengals. You know, <laughs> I just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, probably a great guy, you know, a tough, right. tough job. But everyone gets mad when they call him Bo Demers, Bo Demery. But it, I'll give him some diet Dr. Pepper. I'll give him some credit, though, uh, or an excuse, because Chance Demery spelled the same way as Demers. Okay. Demery was a superstar running back for Carroll. And oh. I think this guy was the Carroll announcer. Carroll announcer at the time. So he sees this name and he's, oh, that's Demery. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to check that one. Right. Steitzer's tough too because I don't know how anybody from out of town is going to know <laughs> Steitzer unless of course they should know Cade Steitzer by now because right. he's a superstar athlete in multiple sports mm-hmm. you know his name his name's going to be well known for years to come <laughs> but I still have no idea how they get Steitzer out of S-T-A-G-C-A-R <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot of people ask me that how do you pronounce that name that stage car but uh, of course we knew it because Steitzer's that was a pretty big name by the time we yep. got to high school. We all knew some Steitzers who were some good athletes. Definitely. For sure. So what are you doing these days then? When you, What do you do when you're, you work remote? Does that helps you stay in, in Butte a little bit? Yeah, so both, my wife and I both are, um, even pre-pandemic, um, we were work remotely. Yeah. 
So we're both in software consulting type roles. There's no reason to be in an office anymore, right? Uh Uh-uh. Now, I used to, pre-pandemic, I actually used to go, I used to travel a lot, go to client sites, you know, and everything else. But so it's cut down on my travel quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Hers is actually, unfortunately, starting to ramp back up. Yeah. I still don't have to travel much, which is nice. That's pretty good. So you get to see your parents half the year you're in town, mm-hmm. half the year out of town. Pretty, yeah. they, they're probably pretty happy to have you back. Yeah, yeah. I get to see my sister and my nieces and grandnieces and nephews, so it's good. Yeah, and your sister, uh, she was uh, she was pretty... When you went in the Hall of Fame, she seemed to have more fun than anybody. I remember at the golf tournament mm-hmm. that day she played in that, and yep. she had a lot of fun. Yeah. So she, she's a kick anyway. But yeah, she's a good egg. I think she was as excited as anybody for you to go in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's weird, too, because, shoot, my sister and I didn't even become friends until I was probably close to my late 30s. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, you know, just different eras, different, yeah. you know, had different Yeah, lives. she's a few years ahead of us. Yeah, yeah eight, eight years older and... That's a, know, big, that's a big gap. A big at that gap age. when you're when you're yeah. growing up. Now then, it's now it's nothing. No, right. But yeah, yeah, but it, yeah. when you're when you're eight, it is. When yeah. she's sixteen. Right, and then you know I leave for college and I don't really come back. You know, I've never right. really lived back in Butte since I yeah. left. So it's kind of you know had a we had different lives, but yeah. you know but now we've become pretty close, which is nice. Yeah, and yeah, you, you went to the reunion. You went to two reunions this year because I saw pictures of you on Facebook at the Butte Central 30th reunion, and. Uh, and the Butte High one was just a couple weeks ago. Yep. Our class, and I didn't, I, I've never been, I, didn't, I haven't went to one reunion. I missed the 10, 20, and 30. And I saw some people at that, but, I, you know, they were all going out to the bar after the mm-hmm. game, you know. And, and after I quit drinking, I just have a hard time going to bars, mm-hmm. you know, at nighttime hanging right. out. Because, you know, if you're not one of the guys with a beer in your hand, you're usually annoyed by the people with the beers in your hands, you know. And, and, and pl- then you won't want one. And right. the last thing I want to do after 16 years of not drinking is slip back into that. But was it a pretty good time at the reunion? It was nice. Yeah, I uh, got to meet. I, I was surprised at how many people from out of state actually made it, you know, especially being in September. Yeah. Uh, you know, so Chad Roesty was there, uh, Stacy Struznik, Trish Burby, um, I haven't seen uh, Trisha Stacy in a long time. Yeah. No, and around some other people. John Lightpermer came in from Seattle, you know, and then saw Rex from Bozeman. And yeah, it was it was nice. It was nice to see a bunch of people. Okay. Anybody shock you to come back? No. 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 That was that, that, the tenure reunion. That's where everyone kind of comes back and is ever giving everyone a line of shit how good, yeah. how successful to do it. Right now, we're just all real, right? <laughs> True. <laughs> you know, just, and I've actually made all of them. I made the 10, 20. We had a 25 also. Really? And a 30. So. Yes, I don't pay attention. Of course, that's all on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't really pay too much attention to a lot of that, you know. Uh, Oh, come on, you're running your campaign on Facebook. Yeah, but no, but I don't, like, I, I post my stuff, but I don't get on there and just, like, scroll. I don't, right. I, I wasn't on, like, the, the class, I got to get on the class website, you know, page or whatever, so I know, you know, what's going on. I think I found out, uh, Eric Nyland told me, like, two days before, yeah, our yeah. class room is Friday. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is so. Eric is there. But uh, first one, Stacy, you know, she contacted mm-hmm. me and let me know, and I didn't, I didn't go to that one because my wife was about to give birth, so I couldn't, I couldn't go to that one. And the 20th one, I I'd quit drinking by then, mm-hmm. so I didn't go. But I, I should have went. You know, I feel like I, I, I wanted to go, but by, after the game was over, I just didn't feel like it. I just wanted to go home and <laughs> lay down in a warm bed because it was getting cold. <laughs> so hot for the JV game, and it was freezing by the end of the varsity game. It was, it was. And I, unfortunately, I didn't even – I went to part of the JV game, 
And then I went over to Emmett Park for the, because uh, we had a little tailgate before the varsity game. And then I was going to go to the varsity game. My wife was a little cold, and there was a group that was going to go. We actually ended up going to Sparky's and having dinner during the game. Yeah. And then went down to the depot after that. Yeah. Pretty good night, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. And was there a ride to the Highlands the next day? Did you go on that one? I did not do that. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. We had uh, plans to uh, head out to the cabin with the kids, so that's what we yeah. did. Yeah. That's a better day probably anyway, right? Yeah. Shop where the champions shop. Dig City Supply is now the official online retailer of Montana Tech Athletics, and you're home to everything or diggers. But that's just where we start. We've got Uptown's largest selection of Butte High and Butte Central apparel, as well as all the area elementary schools. And while you're in, be sure to check out our special line of gear that we call the Butte Icon Collection. We've partnered with some cherished Butte businesses and organizations to create some fun, nostalgic designs, celebrating all the awesomeness that we have right here in town. Wear your pride from Dig City Supply, the official online retailer of Montana Tech Athletics. Uptown Butte at 43 West Park Street and online at digcitysupply.com. Lone Peak Physical Therapy is your premier privately owned physical therapy, occupational therapy, certified hand therapy, pelvic health, and personal training facility located right here in beautiful Butte, Montana. With over 21 years of experience, our team here at Lone Peak is hyper-focused on you, your goals, and finding a way to help you get better, faster. We provide one-on-one -on -one care with the highest quality specialized services. Are you tired of dealing with your low back pain, arthritis, carpal tunnel, neck pain, headaches, and shoulder pain? Did you just have a recent surgery? Do you struggle with feeling off balance or do you get dizzy during your day? How about a custom splint built for your hand and wrist? Did you recently have a baby and now your body feels tremendously foreign to you? Look no further. We are here for you and ready to help you move better and feel better every step of the way. You do not need a doctor's referral to come in and see us. We accept health insurance and also offer comprehensive self-pay options. Don't settle for mediocre healthcare. Your journey to living better and getting back to doing what you love can start today. Give us a call at 406-494-494. 7050 or visit our website at lonepeakpt.com to speak to an expert now. Lockmer Plumbing is more than Butte's complete union plumbing shop. Whether it is sponsoring Little League Baseball, High School Athletics, Montana Tech, Youth Racing, 4-H, Mining City Christmas, Action Inc.'s Homeless Solution Program, Head Start, or Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Butte, Lockmer Plumbing is always looking out for the people of the mining city. Owned and operated by Troy and Amy Lockmer since 2002, Lockmer Plumbing can handle all your residential, commercial, and industrial plumbing needs as well as making repairs and installations on all plumbing and boiler systems. In the heart of Uptown Butte, Lockmer Plumbing can also assist on new construction and planning for your new home or development. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerPlumbing.com today. Lockmer Plumbing has your pipes covered and so much more. Oh look, there's another one. Your favorite tavern, neighborhood gas station, and video stores have all been turned into the same thing, a casino. At Crazy Carol's, we've been doing things the right way for more than three decades. So let me introduce myself. I'm Deb Dinius, the manager of Crazy Carol's Casino Mill Bar, where you'll always find fun in motion and service that sets us apart. Take a trip off the beaten path. Come on over to the hood. We're located on the corner of Walnut and Hayes, where you'll find the big red barn just off the shores of beautiful Lake Burke. And don't forget, Bucko the Horse is available for photos. At Crazy Carol's Casino and Mill Bar, we're still so grievous after all these years. Thank you, Butte. Everybody knows the place to 
go. Crazy Carol's Casino in Millbar. You already know about the Knights of Columbus Athletic Club, which is the best workout bargain in town. But did you know the KC also is home to JoyFit 406? JoyFit 406 is Butte's only boutique fitness studio offering indoor cycling as well as a rich variety of other fitness classes from dance fitness and bar to Pilates, strength and conditioning, and flow. Regardless of your fitness level, JoyFit 406 fosters a spirit of inclusion and community. At JoyFit 406, they believe in more than just fitness. They believe in building connections and friendship that last a lifetime. Join their vibrant community today where health, happiness, and camaraderie come together in perfect harmony. Your journey to a stronger, more joyful you starts at JoyFit 406. To book a class or to get more information, visit JoyFit406.com, like JoyFit406 on social media, and download the JoyFit406 app. Also, don't forget to book the renovated Knights of Columbus Hall for your party or reception today. The Knights of Columbus is a proud sponsor of the ButteCast. You saw that I the other day I mentioned that I'm running for chief executive, and you mm-hmm. talked. You, you started giving me a governor line. Oh, I've been a little yeah. bit of a I, I would love to see Jason Street run for governor. You know, it, it has been a, uh, uh, you know, I've been, it is something that does interest me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we actually were talking to the, that gentleman earlier before we had the podcast about politics. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know, growing up in Butte, I was definitely grew up a Democrat. Yeah. You know, and I didn't know a Republican until I went to college. <laughs> Which is funny. That's <laughs> yeah. where you're supposed to meet all your Democrats. Yeah. And I went to Missoula yeah. and I was shocked. I thought I'd meet all my, de- you know, all, I thought we we're all going to be liberals and everything over right. here. And uh, all these guys are these Republicans. I'm like, Really, I didn't know there was such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, even major- even most majority of my adult life, I've been uh, Democrat, but I've leaned more towards the right now. But I'm more of a central type guy. But the, the what just bothers me, both parties, at least. But my, actually, my favorite um, comedian is Bill Maher. I love Real Time with Bill Maher. I don't know if you ever watch it. Oh, I watch it. Yeah. You know, I I, I enjoy. And I'm just so glad they're back on because yeah. I, I enjoy listening to them. And the one and thing he too, calls out both sides. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And, and I think there's a, a lot of Democrats now that are calling out at least the far left Democrats. Yeah. You know, like uh, not to get too political, um, like even what's going on right now over in Israel and Palestine with the Hamas, you know, they are. They're terrorist groups. And yeah. there are terrorist groups, in my opinion, on the far left and the far right. Yeah, for At sure. least I think some of the Democrats are starting to call out some of the far left saying, you guys aren't Democrats. You're, you, yeah. You know, we still haven't done that on the far right. You know, he was talking about, you know, Jim Jordan. And I hope he doesn't get the uh, uh, Speaker of the House. And even though he is a wrestler and I try to back all wrestlers. Yeah. Um, he's too. He, he didn't seem to have the back of a lot of the wrestlers when he had the chance, though, with the doctor and all that. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you know he's he's too much of a Trump crony, and I yeah. and I, I can admit I voted for Trump yeah. over Biden. Um, but the you know it, it's yeah no, and it just makes me cringe to think that Biden if Trump wins the president the Republican nomination, I just I'll probably vote Kennedy. Yeah, because <laughs> I won't vote Trump. I won't vote Biden. We just do the I'll election we didn't do the election we didn't like yeah. over again. Yeah. You know, yeah. Let's let's. It's like watching a bad movie. Hey, let's watch that again. You know, yeah. 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 Uh, I I just would. I, I hate the parties. Oh, yes. I, I think if we had people run individually, you might. You know, they wouldn't become so extreme. Right. Because now you see guys on both sides, left and right. You know, going more extreme to try to pander to different people, and right. and they're not. And and uh, 
you're not seeing who they really are. Right. And, and, and I think if you get together on most issues, the majority of Americans are agreeing on most of these issues. You yes. know, but they're being porn, torn apart, apart by the party politics and then the party media. Right. right. You know. Well, and it's just like the, the, the Republicans aren't doing a very good job in the House, but the Democrats aren't helping them. I mean, McCarthy went out on his, he risked his neck to do what he felt was right, yeah. went kind of against party lines to do the, you know, to extend the, the government for, you know, another couple months. Democrats could have helped him. Democrats yeah. could have kept him in the House. In the, you know, they only needed, what, four Democrats to vote for him? Yeah. And he would still be the speaker. Then we wouldn't be in this. We wouldn't be in this position. And, and, which it, and it's good to have a speaker of the House. Yes. Whether or not we like the speaker of the House right. or not, it's good to have a speaker of the House, especially when there's a crisis going on like this. Yes. You know, because he's third in, third in line. Right. And you know, now I think the speaker yes. lies third in line. Yes. President, vice president, and then speaker. The speaker. So mm -hmm. if it, it's, it's important to have that. Yes. And then, of course, in the Senate, we don't have people filled positions. We don't have an ambassador to Israel right now seated, you know, which would be kind of nice to have yes. in these situations. But uh, you must argue with politics with your dad, though. Very much so. Yeah, because I know he did not vote for Trump. No. He, he, <laughs> he, 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 uh, he would uh, cut off an arm before he would vote for Trump. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I basically said I would do the same thing before I vote for Biden. Um, and I don't, you know, it's just, you know, like I, my, my stick with him is Biden and his wife, he's, he's a career politician. She's a career educator. Yeah. They're multimillionaires. Don't tell me he's not corrupt. Because <laughs> yeah. 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 you, you're multi, you're, yeah. you know, you're a lifetime educator too. We're not millionaires, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, how many teachers are millionaires? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> If the Western football team could tell you that they're trying to build that football stadium down there, you get tech up here. We got a guy giving him $31 million in school. Yeah. Western, you're trying to get 50 bucks out of teachers. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's something not right there. A little bit of disparity. So. Yeah. So w would you get into politics ever? Would you? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're a smart guy. You, uh, you, 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 I, you know, you're hard to argue with. I mean, there's been times when we've disagreed over stuff on Facebook or something. You know, oh, yeah. And, you, and you're... You're not an easy guy to argue with. It's like Eric <laughs> Nyland. Eric Nyland is one of the best arguers I've ever seen on Facebook. Okay. You because know, he he can put out three paragraphs before you're you know, right. well, all stuff, and then you're by the time you're looking stuff up, he's got another one in it. You know? <laughs> so, but uh, I could I could see it, and it's a good name to have. Street, Montana, it still packs a pretty good punch. You know, I, yeah, it, it's losing a little bit of its appeal, but uh, you know, because. Um, People are just getting older, and you know. Uh, but and kids it, are telling them to move along. Move along, <laughs> yeah. Who are you? Yeah. Who um, are you, old men? Move along. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, you know, it, it, it's it's uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I would consider it, but yeah. you know, I, I just I've never I haven't done any work to put my name out there, find the backer, get the. I mean, you need money. Yeah. You need money to be a politician. I don't yeah. have it. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> so, I had an old politician tell me, he says, you're running other people's money. <laughs> Which does, it seems weird when you're, you're, you're put in for a job, basically, right? Mm -hmm. And you, go to, you don't go to your, your regular job and ask people for money to help you put your resume together. Right. You know, you're, put, you're putting for a job, people giving you money to get a, to get a job. Right. It's just always seemed kind of funny to me. <laughs> By the way, though, I'll take the checks out for the campaign to buy signs. <laughs> <laughs> but well, uh, it's good to see you. It's uh, yeah. I mean, we see each other once in a while, but not not enough. enough. Yeah, not enough. Uh, 
you were, uh, yeah, I've known, we've known each other for a long time. I don't know how long, I don't know when you first knew me, but I knew you when we were in seventh grade. <laughs> you probably didn't know me until we were juniors and I was sitting in class with you. Well, I think we, we probably had a couple basketball games against each other in the yeah. old central gym there. Yeah, remember, yeah, remember that old central junior high gym? Oh. We, it, we could press teams in there that weren't used to because the, the lines for the, a, a three-pointer was on the other side of the half court. Right. And I think you had cross it, then you can go back. <laughs> or as close, it? anyway. Yeah. You could cross it and go back. But you, right. had, you had to cross it in 10 seconds, but then you could go back because it was so short. Short. Because it wasn't, uh, maybe it was the loops. That's what it was, is uh, the loop for the center, the center circle, mm-hmm. interloped, interloped with the two uh, keys, the top right. of the key. So a three-pointer was damn near on the other side of half court. And it was skinny. You know, I, I remember watching my brother play when he was in junior high, and he had, you know, Kevin Peoples on his team, Danny Leary, oh, Brian nice. Nocter, and they would press the hell out of teams there, and, and it was just so small. Right. You know, it was, but, yeah, we played in there. I remember playing in East, playing a tournament down at East. Yeah. And I remember the, the student section. I could still, I remember, I saw you in the student section. I remember looking there doing the, where the bull pups couldn't be prouder, cheer, you know. <laughs> you can't hear his chat a little louder. And it was just a huge, there's more kids in that student section than we had in our school for both classes in junior high, you know. But uh, and actually, I got a lot of you know good friends from Central, and that actually worked out well for me, going from Central then to Butte High and mm-hmm. having having buddies on both sides, you know. So it's, it worked out pretty good, especially going into one of being a sports writer. Right. Yeah. You know, people yeah. can never accuse me of being all oh, that. He's just a Central guy, or he's just a Butte High guy. No, no, that helps. So, but I never did. Uh, I, I I never was much of a wrestler, wrestling writer. I always let Bruce Saylor, Pat Ryan take care of it, and Matt Vincent. Yeah. They, they took care of that. Yeah. Because uh, I could tell you, I could write a story about the score, who won each match, you know, how it went and what was the deciding match, who had the biggest wins and stuff, but I couldn't tell you why somebody <laughs> won a wrestling match. <laughs> but you, you could probably post the score correctly, so yeah. hilarious thing. So for this last year down in Arkansas was the first year my boys wrestled. And, and first tournament, my wife is posting some of the you know stuff on Facebook and everything yeah. else. And, and one of my uh, good friends, his wife, um, posted, because he wrestled in college with me at OU, and she was like, did they? Because none of his kids actually wrestled, and so they haven't followed it much, but you know, they she, of course, knew it, the yeah. sport very well. And she was like, did they change the scoring in wrestling? Because my <laughs> wife was posting things just incorrectly <laughs> as far as what yeah. the match score was and yeah. everything else. And yeah. Just didn't know didn't know yeah. the sport at all. Yeah. It was <laughs> kind of funny. That's awesome. So yeah. you can teach my wife how to score wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, and I think that'd be the toughest thing to be a, a official for. You know, and Jackie does a great job as an official, but because mm-hmm. you're in basketball, you're not keeping the score. Wrestling, you're getting up and you're giving a three here and a one here or right. whatever. With the and keeping track of it, sometimes you got to keep it in their head. I think that would be the toughest one. Plus, you're out there with them right next to them. Mm-hmm. Everyone's seeing you, and you got. I, I think it was Vince Bolton one time was was refereeing, and your dad, you know, used to wrestle for your dad, right. and then your dad's riding him like crazy. You know, he's yeah. covered in bass. I'd say, oh, boy, I feel sorry for old Vinny being that, but. I think that'd be a tough sport to be an official. It's a, you know I think all I think all you know you, you write a lot of articles about it. You know you got to appreciate the officials. You know so I think th- they all have their own difficulties, but wrestling definitely does because you have to be if you're going to be good at it, you have to be in somewhat shape because if you're on the wrong side of it and you have to anticipate, yeah. you know like they tell you don't anticipate, but in wrestling you have to. Yeah. You have to kind of anticipate okay what's going to happen here so you can make sure you're in the right position. 
to make the call, whether it's a takedown, a near fall, or a legal hold, or, yeah. or something, if you just kind of just sit back, stand, and try and score it from the side, yeah, yeah you're missing half the match. you got to move. Yeah. Um, and there's, unfortunately, there's too many officials that don't do that. Yeah. Um, you know, I've watched my sister. I haven't watched her actually in a couple of years, but in the past I have seen her, and I, and I am proud of her. I think she does a really good job. From yeah, that's when you're, not in the, when you're not in position, mm -hmm. that's when the coaches get mad at you. Yeah. And they have a right to be mad at you right. for not being in position, you know. Yeah. You know, if you're – same in basketball, if you're not – Right. right and in position. wrestling, you're going to miss calls. You're yeah. going to make a bad call. Um, yeah. You know, you just, it, and you just can't – and sometimes like, sorry, I didn't see it. You saw lock-ins. I wasn't around there to see it. I can't call it. Yeah. You know, it, it, it happens. I mean, it, it's kind of funny. Down in Arkansas, the officiating is horrible. Um, really? I mean, it's bad. And when I first was coaching down there for the first three years, officials hated me because <laughs> I was on them on everything. Yeah. And I just got tired of it. I don't even argue with officials anymore yeah. down there. It ain't worth it. Yeah. They're bad. They're <laughs> <laughs> just not going to fix them. Well, well, the thing, too, is like, they're just, you know, they're just bad. They're yeah. not cheating. Yeah. They're just bad. Yeah. But they'll make just as many bad calls for me as they are for, yeah. you know, the opponent. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'd have to I, – I can't imagine being good enough to be able to cheat as an official because I, I don't think fast enough to, to, to call it on this person, you know, because right. of his uniform color. <laughs> but when you watch wrestling, are you like your dad? I, I took a picture of your dad one time running wrestling. And he, remember he had the big face. He mm -hmm. was uh, – and he's just moving, and, and he's, he's wrestling. He's, he's in the match like he's coaching. Yeah. Sitting up in the crowd at Butte High's gym. I can be intense, but I'm not my dad intense. You know, back in college, I got the uh, moniker Easy Street. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more oh, yeah. even Easy keel. Street, yeah. uh, don't get too excited. I mean, I, I'm not saying I won't. I won't say I won't get excited, yeah. intense, or after it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I try to stay even keel as much as I can. Yeah. I can't imagine your dad taking a punch from Sammy and... And then saying, okay, no, that was your, you know, he would have been just punching right back. Yeah. yeah that, <laughs> and probably too, and it, it was like you asked earlier if I was strict, if I grew up strict possible, it's just, it just one of those things is I don't get trouble at school. Yeah. So there was no way in the world I was throwing a punch yeah. in Butte High School. Yeah. I'm like, just wasn't good let's enough. leave the ground. Yeah. <laughs> we'll fight. Yeah. And like I said, we got out, I mean, we, we got across uh, the main street, got over there by the, you know, in the alley, and another punch did not get thrown yeah. in the cop show. Yeah, and he's so, a good guy. I'll say, I like yeah, him. yeah, yeah. We end up become you know getting along, you know, towards the end of the wrestling season and and everything else. Was but, he a good yeah. wrestler? He was fine. Yeah. I mean, like he he only did it his senior year, I believe. Yeah. So I mean, for ne never doing it, just going on. Yeah, yeah. Give him credit for yeah, coming out. Guys to go out and try something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was a good class. I, I would have been class of 92, as I tell people, but third grade was hard. <laughs> so I was class of 92. I was one of the older guys in the class. I wasn't the oldest, though. I think there's a couple ahead of me. I think me and Danny are probably older than you. Okay. How old? When, are you 50? You're not 50 yet. No. I'm, I turned 50 in April. Oh, okay. You got me by a couple months then. I'm yeah. June. Oh, yeah. And I think Danny's May. Danny Sikowski? Yeah. Or Danny Greer. No, yeah. I guess well, she yeah. She was a heck of an athlete. Yes, she was. She was. Uh, she could play, play some hoops. She, uh, do anything. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Still probably can. Another, another Hillcrest kid where, I mean, Danny played with, I mean, shit, like when we're out in recess, little kids, you're picking Danny to be on your team. Yeah. 
You were, you, you know, you were. Did, I did care. Matter of boy girl. or girl, yeah. Yeah, you were picking Danny on your team. Yeah. She, she was, she, oh yeah, she was a great athlete from the yeah, I think I'd still pick Danny to be on my team. Yeah. <laughs> she was. There were some tough girls. Yes. That were there, you know. And even Central, of course, Central, we had Teresa Rader. Yes. And great I'd pick her to be on my team any day too, in, especially in softball. Yeah. <laughs> she was good, and or in a fight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're gonna, you want Teresa Rader on your side if you're going to go throw hands. Anyway. For sure, but. Well, Jason, it was good, good, good talking. We better get to eating these uh, chicken or steak fingers. Sounds good. All right. Hey, thanks a lot for, for being on, and uh, say uh, hello to your uh, your parents and sister for me. I will. Thank you, Bill. All right. Thanks, buddy.